get your butt out of bed early and make some time for yourself. You'll be a better version throughout the day. So I'm asking you to win the day, break the sweat, go do the workout. Don't tell me you don't have time because you'll work eight hours a day. Welcome in to Like a Man. I'm your host, Miles Nielsen. Man, it is good to be back. I took a nice little break for Christmas so I could be with the kids and focus on them. For this episode, we have Dan Staten from Elk Shape. He comes on, talks about getting in shape, motivation, hunting, all these things that men just love. Let's give it a listen. I think the hardest thing a lot of men have is the why behind getting in shape. Would you agree with that? Kind of the motivation on why you should be doing it? I think regardless of what uh, your goals are in this life, not understanding your why is a step that gets overlooked by everybody. And ultimately, that's your driver for making tough decisions. But these decisions that you're looking at are the ones that are going to get you closer to your goal. So I think having a why obviously helps eliminate the excuses that we all are going to face. Um, you got to dig deep, know your why, and then you can overcome these obstacles that are going to get in your way. Life's going to get in your way. Convenience is going to get in your way. Circumstances are going to get in your way. And you got to make tough decisions to stay on the path. I, I was listening to somebody recently and, they're explaining the difference between like motivation and discipline where you got to have both. And if you don't have any motivation, you're not going to do anything. And if you don't have discipline, you're not going to get through those tough times where you were saying convenience, right? It's not convenient to wake up early. If that's the time you choose to work out, it's not convenient to eat, right? It's not convenient to do those things, but you got, that's where discipline steps in and, and you just got to kind of do it and make sure you're disciplined enough to do it uh, just to take care of yourself. But I am one who would do a lot of hunting growing up. And my last real big hunt was the big bull hunt there in central Utah. And I remember that I was just barely graduated out of college and I was not in shape as much shape as I was when I was in college. Cause I used to work out with the ROTC when I was going to college and those guys get you in shape. And I went on this hunt and man, it just killed me because you're running up and down those Hills, chasing those big bulls, trying to not be detected by them and everything else. Right. It takes a lot to get into shape and it's really hard to do when you got a full-time job. So what advice do you typically give hunters who are looking to shape up? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would say don't get into elk shape, stay into elk shape. It's considerably easier uh, to, to stay in shape. And I didn't design the human body. And I think most of people would agree that it like, I don't know, it kind of sucks that it's really hard to get into shape and it's really easy to get out of shape. Uh, which is just, you know, goes for anything really, but for fitness, especially. So that's the first thing is if you're in shape, man, please fight, you know, to stay there. 
but ultimately you can't out train a bad diet. So you could be waking up early and making all these really cool disciplined decisions and really busting your butt in the gym. But if you're not making disciplined decisions in the kitchen, you're literally spinning your wheels. You're like you're spinning your tires and I don't want that to happen to anybody. So if you have significant weight to lose, um, even 20 pounds to me is significant because if I put a 20 pound rock in the bottom of my backpack and was like, okay, I'm going to take this on top of everything else while I go elk hunting, it's going to slow me down. Uh, maybe not on day one, but probably by day four and five, I'm really going to feel that unnecessary 20 pounds. So having a purpose for every pound on your body is really key for elk hunting. I mean, guys that go backpack elk hunting, they like cut their toothbrush in half to save weight. I mean, like they're, they're really shaving ounces wherever they can, yet got a spare tire around the waist of kind of useless weight that's going to get in your way. So have a purpose for every pound on your body. Really pay attention to what you're eating. Um, you'll probably have to be at a caloric deficit to some degree if you are trying to shrink fat cells and keep muscle. Um, in order to keep muscle, you need to have some bouts of strength training. But ultimately, elk hunting is elk hiking. So you better be a darn good hiker and you better have several rucks under your belt leading up to the season. And if you start early enough, you'll be able to progressively overload, which means you could add duration, you could add distance, you can add load over the upcoming weeks, and then kind of land during hunting season in peak shape, if you will. Yes. Rec March is very fun, especially in the heat in the middle of the summer to do, but it's much better to do it when you're up in the mountains. I would say too, mountains are the perfect kind of what would you say? Uh, I don't want to call it a gym, but just place to get your workout in just because of the cool weather in the summer. Uh, not so good of a place to go to in the winter, but for your rec marches, what are you doing with that? Are you doing that? How many times a year are you, do you doing that to prep for your hunt? Well, I'm a little different in that I do live out West. So I get a lot of opportunity to, to be in the mountains almost year round. So the fall is primary hunting. Winter is primarily skiing. Spring is primarily bear hunting in the mountains, camping, and summer is full of scouting and hiking. So year round, I'm getting a lot of, not, I wouldn't call it training. I'm just kind of playing in the mountains and that helps. If I didn't live out West, what I would do was probably consider putting a backpack on potentially once a week, uh, just more those recovery or active recovery days it's just a good you know get the weight on the shoulders the traps the you know your t-spine your core and hike at a good pace where you could flush the system 60 minutes zone two low heart rate type of vibe where you could carry a conversation while hiking and just punch the clock get the time in whereas as we're getting closer to the season in the summer we program at elk shape training we program and that's online training we we literally have people ramp up their rucking to where they're doing it two or three bouts a week in the summer months leading up to the fall where they're going to need it their most and those three bouts generally look like this a long slow distance so real moderate weight you know 30 pounds um distance as far as you can hike in an hour or two or three 
and at a very slow, moderate pace. Now we'll have other days where we're going to go, we're going to bump that intensity up. And how we're going to do that is we're going to maybe decrease the load a little bit to like maybe only 20 pounds. But we're going to have you do like maybe you have a mountain nearby where I don't know, it's a couple thousand vertical to the top. And we're going to have you just put your head down and race to the top of that mountain. And that's going to be your second bout. Third bout is going to be heavier considerably, like more closer to the kind of weight you would pack once you get an elk and you're going to start taking loads of elk meat back to the truck. That's where we're going to encourage you to go to the 50 to 70 pound pack and that you're going to not worry about speed, uh, but you are going to worry about just kind of getting some time, if you will, with that heavy load and get some elevation gain and or loss under your belt in about an hour. Um, and then we might manipulate the time domains throughout the, the summer months so that you're peaking. But those are typically the three key bouts is long, slow distance, and then a lighter pack for speed, and then a heavier pack, not for speed. And uh, you mix that up and, and you're going to have a good balance. Your legs are going to be ripped at the end. Um, what would you give to guys like me who live in the suburbs? And we're working five days a week and we're just sitting at a desk all day looking at screens. What would you, what do you tell people that kind of are in that situation and want to get in shape and, and, and like you said, stay in shape? Well, advice. I mean, I don't know what to, what to call this, but maybe reality check that you weren't designed to sit on your tush behind a screen for eight or nine hours a day where you look forward to two days off where, you know, that's, I don't know. It's, that's just not very sexy to me. Right. And we, as men, you know, a lot of times we're providers, so we got to really stuck it up. So I would ask anyone who's in a position to be at a, like a desk jockey. And and I, and I'm the same. I got, I sat at a desk a lot today is to figure out when it is that your boss, your boss could be your real boss or your wife. That could be your other boss, um, your kids, all the demands of being um, a dad and a husband. Ain't nobody asking you to take them to soccer practice at five in the morning. Your boss isn't asking you to stay after work at five in the morning. Uh, your wife isn't asking you to do the honeydews at five in the morning. So men wake up earlier because that is going to only be the window where it's like all about you. The rest of the time you signed up for it to not be all about you. And you're kind of at the mercy of, well, one providing a living for the fam. And then two, you know, helping out around the place. And, and so it's a shared team deal with you and your wife. So I would encourage all men, get your butt out of bed early and make some time for yourself. You'll be a better version throughout the day. So I'm asking you to, you know, win the day, break the sweat, go do the workout. Don't tell me you don't have time because you work eight hours a day. And then if, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to take breaks throughout the day and bang out a set of push-ups in your office, fully decked out in your suit and tie or whatever, do some white collar push-ups, do some white collar planks, 
bring food from home, meal prep, eat clean, um, go for a run on your lunch break. If you're able to, maybe you can eat lunch while you work. And then when it's time to actually quote unquote clock out for lunch break, get on your running shoes and then sit, get back, get dressed, be sweaty in your clothes the rest of the day. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're stuck at a desk for eight hours, 40 hours a week. So there's 168 hours in the week. You carve, you do the math and do the budgeting of time and figure out where it is you're going to get yours and go do that. And not for you, but like what we said at the beginning of this podcast, your why, do it for them as the provider and your family. Exactly. I had Nick Freitas was on my show and he brought up that same point where it's kind of like, hey, you're the provider. It's your responsibility to take care of your body because you have to use that body to provide, to defend and to protect your family. Right. And like what you're saying, if you're not putting in that time, you're not going to be And like, if let's say you're sitting at your desk all day and you're not eating right and you have all these health issues, you're not going to be able to fulfill those duties that you've been given. Yep. Um, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Who is it that you look up to and what men have influenced you the most throughout your life? Um, I mean, I don't know who I exactly look up to per se, but I have a lot of respect for anybody who has some sort of passion that is undeniable and they don't even have to really say it. It's just completely indisputable the evidence is quite clear that they are passionate about something i like that i look up to that and it doesn't have to have anything to do with hunting if you are passionate about knitting and you just can't wait to talk about it that's great i i support you what i don't like is when somebody is just kind of not real happy in life or not really understanding how much of a gift it is to be alive and and pursue anything that you really are passionate about. So I get fired up when other people are fired up, you know what I mean? And so I've always just been attracted to those personalities that I wouldn't say maybe are all or none, but like it is quite clear that they are jumping out of bed every day uh, because they're excited. They're, they're ignited to just do what is that they want to do. And and again, it doesn't have to do with hunting, but yeah, for me, I'm really passionate about helping others. That's always been my career path back in the days of being a personal trainer and just helping everyday clients be the best version of themselves. And then moving into high school, collegiate professional athletes, helping them, achieve their goals. And then, and then along the lines of what I do now is ultimately just kind of selling hard work disguised as elk hunting, because we only get to elk hunt a couple months out of the year. Uh, but there's the whole rest of the year to get ready for it and use it as an excuse to get ready for it. And, uh, that kind of bleeds into your whole life where you're making really good decisions for yourself, but you know, it's actually going to benefit your family as well. But I've always looked up to my dad. I thought my dad just did a great job being a father. He always made it to every sporting event. And he's a lot different than me. He's way more laid back. Uh, he's 
he's pretty chill, but he's the kind of guy that'll just give you the right words at the right time, the right amount of encouragement, or he'll challenge you at the right time to really help fire you up to put that work in, to get those extra reps, throw you that batting practice, hit you some grounders, get take you to the gym, get you that gym membership, um, you know, encourage you to stay late after practice, that kind of stuff. So I've always admired my father. Um, he's still around, and I'm fortunate with that. And um, he's set a good uh, template for me uh, as a father and having a son myself to follow. Okay, we're going to stop there. We have more of Dan coming on for the next episode. This was amazing. If you guys haven't checked out Dan's podcast called Elk Shape, go do it. It is one of the most motivating podcasts to get you in shape or to get you back into hunting if you've been out of it for a while. He does an amazing job. It's his gift to just get you hyped up and ready to go. So go check it out. Thanks, Dan, for coming on. We are going to end this one with a manly mystery sound. You'll know it when you hear it. Hello. That's a good bugle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>